Simplified Chaos, Episode 21. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. wonderful friends. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. I am Jillian, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined with my husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And uh, it's another beautiful night. It's an evening. Evening, night. And and it's a Monday, which we normally don't record on Mondays. We never record on Mondays. Not during the work week. That's unheard of. (laughs) But we had a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We'll get into that a little bit more. But what are we diving into today, Jilly? Today's topic is Things that don't keep us, quote unquote, busy anymore. So things that we used to do a lot of and then realized, like, why are we doing it? Yeah. I think <laughs> this is going to be a good topic. I think so, too. I think it's a lot. It can be relatable for a lot of people. It gives us a chance to reflect. Like, oh, my God. Reflection is money. You need yes. to reflect in order to grow, for sure. 100%. But before we get into today's topic, I'm smelling some gratitude, Jilly. Well... I'm going to ask you to go first because now I'm like, crap, what am I grateful for today? All right. So (laughs) I thought we were going to record last night, but since we're recording tonight, I'm grateful for yesterday's weather. (laughs) The weather was beautiful. It was, well, it was, it was a little humid, but more importantly, it did not rain on a Sunday and I play softball on Sunday nights and our season was supposed to start on April 14th. Yesterday was May 19th. And we finally played our first games of the season. It had been raining the last month plus on Sunday nights. So we hadn't played since the fall. I missed those guys. We finally got out on the field, Mm -hmm. had a good time. It was good to see each other. It was good to bust everyone's balls. That's what we do. But we have a good time doing it. Finally, the weather cooperated. And I don't care that it was a little humid. It was just good to be back on the field. I bet. I miss playing softball. We'll have to get back into a co-ed league sooner oh, or later, or unless you wanted to play. No, I really just miss. I, I miss playing fast pitch. Fair. And I miss pitching a lot, but I'm glad that you're still playing it, and we're excited to go out and see you play, Lucille and I. I can't wait. <laughs> what are you grateful for, Jilly? Today, I am grateful for just being able to trust my gut. Um, I know. Sometimes it's hard to trust your instincts and go with it if you feel like it's different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's been happening a lot lately at school since I am a teacher. And lately I've been letting go of a lot of control in my classroom and it's a lot noisier. The kids are, you know, they're engaged, they're playing more. And I have to remember that play is work for kids. And (laughs) just to give an example, um, I kind of let the kids create their own math game so that way they can have something fun to practice over the summer. And I didn't really give much direction. I just said that you have to have a game. It has to, you know, you have to, it's going to, has to practice, you know, numbers, addition, subtraction, and then you have to include instructions on how to play it. And it was really rough in the beginning. And I was like, I have to trust my gut. Like the kids are going to figure this out. A lot of time, you know, they had trouble in the process, the creative process, and some of them were sitting there for a while. And instead of going over there and helping them, like I just had to let them be. Right. Just like all creative people do, you know, you need time to process things and to get inspired. And 
you know, I was like, if you need ideas, walk around the classroom, see what your friends are doing, converse with them. They started creating their own teams, working in partners, some worked independently and the games that they came up with, like, I, I couldn't even like have thought of that in my own brain to like give them an mm-hmm. idea. And it just, I am just so grateful that I'm trusting my gut more and going with my instincts and just letting go of control, letting the chaos in and just creating boundaries though for them and just the stuff they come up with. It is just genius. And I feel like if more teachers did that, we'd have so many creative beings in the world today. Like yeah. it, it just, I, kids ideas is like, they are amazing. Yeah, you haven't been let down yet. And I'm really proud that you're trusting your instincts and every day you take it a little bit further. But I think those kids are going to look back and they're going to say that they learned the most in your class. They were able to be themselves in their class, which most kids aren't able to be themselves in school. They're they're you know, they're there and they're just being fed information, no creativity whatsoever. It's all about memorization. So I have a feeling that you've got, you've made a huge impact on their lives at their very young ages. So nice work. Thanks. And I feel like I'm just breaking the surface. So you uh, are more next to year come. will be crazy. More to come. <laughs> yes. But let's get into today's topic, Jilly. So uh, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I know there's a lot of things we used to do and we don't anymore. And I think it could resonate with a lot of people out there that may do it and they may not question, well, why do we do it? Because a lot of things that we were doing, we were told that, or we learned it in school, or families did that, or it was just always told to us, like, this is what you do. And lately, we've been really questioning, like, why? Exactly. And so... I'm sure we have a laundry list to get through, but we will... We'll break it. We'll break it down. Yeah. And hopefully give you guys a chance to think about some of the things in your lives that you can possibly let go that can help you be more full and do the things that you like to do without feeling restricted, but more importantly, questioning why you're doing it instead of just mindlessly doing it, being more intentional and, and more mindful of, of the things that you are doing and what you're putting into your lives and, and, and the time and effort. So where do you want to start? Well, I just also wanted to introduce the whole, how we were trained that being busy was a positive if your schedule was full, if you were constantly doing something in school, you know, there wasn't any like just sitting there, you know, looking around like that was looked down upon in school. Like, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you focused? And we always were, we grew up thinking busy was, you know, it shows you're successful. It means you're not lazy. And I'm actually looking at it at a whole different level, well, especially you can also hear people say look busy. And that's just like, well, what, what does look busy look like? I mean, that's so true. It's crazy. <laughs> and you know, now going through this whole process of simplifying our life and just doing what makes us happier and healthier, I'm realizing that happiness isn't about quantity, it's quality. 100%. Meaning it's, it's not how much we're doing, it's what we're doing, you know? And I wanted to talk about some of the things, the, the quote unquote, well, I should say, I say quote unquote a lot. You the do. laundry list, I will stop saying quote unquote a lot. It's I just, okay. I just like saying it sometimes. And I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. That makes sense um, <laughs> in this situation. Our laundry list of just things that we're doing less of because we've started to question it and realize like, there's no reason to do it. It's not bringing us joy. It's not adding any value to our life. Like, what's the point? Right. Um, so the first thing I have for me is I'm less just going through the motions and I'm, so it's like less looking down, less just doing and more just being aware of my surroundings and looking up. And an example is just walking. 
I was that type of person where I was trained to work out, work out, work out, right. and just, you know, do this program, you know, you're going to look good, feel good. And it was just always just going to the motions. It wasn't really feeling much of anything. Honestly, it was just work hard and sweat and you'll look good. But now um, I'm really not working out. I'm just moving my body. And when I go on walks, I'm not just trying to go at a fast pace and just get my heart rate up and do this and right. do that. Now I'm just like slowing down and looking around me and listening to the birds and engaging with Lucille. And it's just completely changed the game for me. Like it's not just do it's be, I, I, don't, it's, I don't know how you feel about well, that. Well, it's, I think it's starting to rub off on me as well. Like now that it's getting light later, I'm able to get home and actually have a walk with you guys. And the fact that you stop and, kind of listen to nature, whether it's a bird or frogs or whatever it is that we're passing, you know, I'm starting to notice that stuff even more too. So you being intentional about that has made me be more intentional about that. And, you know, I'm taking in a lot more and And I'm in, you know, I, I enjoy our walks. We've talked about it. You know, it gives us an opportunity to talk and catch up, you know, particularly with our busy schedules, but also a time to be out in nature and, and kind of bring ourselves back to, you know, the roots. And even just driving home, like I do listen to podcasts on the way to work, but I've, I've been, I stopped listening to podcasts sometimes on my way home from work just to disconnect because I have a lot of sensory overload, whether it's doing work on the computer or just talking to the kids and just engaging with coworkers. And I'm finding when I don't have any background noise, I'm looking around more at my surroundings. And I, that one podcast episode, I talked about how I, I've never done this, but I actually got off the highway and found a new coffee joint. Right. And I normally just go through the motions, go home, do my thing. But lately, I've just been looking around me and I'm like, wow, I didn't really realize that was there. Holy cow, that tree's beautiful in the middle of the hi- like on the side of the road. And it's like uh, things I didn't notice before because I just went through the motions. Now I'm actually paying attention. And the world just seems so much radder when you just actually pay attention to it. Yeah. So one of the things that I think that I do a lot less is watching TV and we've made some decisions over the last two years and it's, we've even made more decisions just recently. So we switched, we quote unquote (laughs) cut the cord and we went on to YouTube TV and YouTube TV is something that we don't watch often. Like I, I really watch it for sports. I really don't watch anything else on there. I used to watch like impractical jokers and, and just tried to fill some time up. And I just, yeah. (laughs) And, and I don't do that much anymore. The other thing is YouTube TV is going up in price because they're adding more stations, you know, more channels. And then we get also a notice that Netflix is going up in price by $2. And you said to me the other night when we were going out on date night, we were talking and you're like, is Netflix going up in price? I was like, yeah, it's going up two bucks next month. She's like, we need to get rid of, rid of either YouTube TV or Netflix. And I was like, okay. Let's think about this real quick. Well, your mom watches YouTube TV more than Netflix, and she's in the house a lot more often because she is watching Lucille. Mm-hmm. And there are those shows that Lucille watches in the morning just for you know a couple minutes. So it's like, okay, we really don't need Netflix anymore, so let's just can Netflix. And we also get Amazon Prime through our Prime membership. So it's like we never really watch Prime no. at all. But we have choices if we, but we really have choices. want to watch So it's just like, something. okay, that's – I mean – it's twelve ninety nine a month now, but you add that up over you know twenty four uh, twenty four months. <laughs> if you add that up over twelve months, I mean it, it, it adds up. 
Um, and I want to be intentional with our budget right. as well as our time. And I know if I have a lot of things at my fingertips and a lot of options, I'm probably going to want to watch more television. And I, you know, now that they're adding more shows and more channels, it's like, it's even more tempting. And but I feel like. it's not quality shows either. It's not. It's, and I, It's just quantity at this point. They're but, just throwing shit at yes, you. Yes. And I know knowing me, like knowing it's at my fingertips, I know that there's less friction between me watching television. And I want. I want to create more friction because I, it's not, it doesn't really add much value to my life. Uh, TV does just fill a void. You know, mm -hmm. once in a while we may watch a movie, but it's just, it just, it's not, it's not for me right now. No. And no. I'd rather be paying attention to Lucille, especially since 100%. she's changing so much and I don't Man. want to miss anything. And I know I could easily be watching a TV show instead of like going on a walk, but I want to be like, you know what? I want to go on a walk. Like That's I want to make this a priority. It. And yeah, she loves nature. I love being out there and we get to do it as a family and we get to converse whether what, and when you watch TV, it's like, there's not really a lot of connection. You know, no. you may laugh, but there's not a lot of talking about what's going on in your life. And I, I really want more connection versus distraction. Well, and we were listening to something the other, uh, the other day and I was talking about the laugh tracks on shows and how it makes you makes it seem like something's funny when really it might not be like, <laughs> yeah, watch a show with a laugh track and then watch it without the laugh track. I guarantee you won't laugh at the same jokes, you know, that, that you were with the laugh track. And it's just for me, it's like it's mind control almost. But I won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then yeah. plus, you know, if you we watch less TV, there's less commercials, less things being thrown in your face. Like God, you need yeah. this. You should have this. This is the latest and greatest. So. It's almost like we don't look at magazines. We don't look at advertisement. It's like we don't need that distraction. Like no. we have everything we need. Why Why even bother watching it and wasting your time? You just then you start. That's a good point, though. We do yeah. have everything we need. And anything else that we bring into this house is something extra and, and more than likely not anything that we need. As long as we have food, shelter, uh, transportation, we're good. I sound, this feels like a needs and wants I know it does. elementary school lesson. But the other thing I wanted to say before we move on to the next thing is that, you know, because I'm watching less TV, I'm, I'm finding ways to um, educate myself more. So I'm either taking courses online. And to me, it's not filling up the space. It's actually stuff that I'm genuinely interested in and wouldn't mind sitting down and doing an extra hour or two of watching videos that are going to help me with this with my career or whatever so yeah, it's, again it's not mindlessness it's, it's actually being productive in a good way not because i have to be productive but because i want to i do i feel it babe you dig yeah so <laughs> um something else that i guess we don't stay busy doing especially for me maybe not much for you but i just do way less shopping I don't do that much shopping. The only stores I, mean, I really go to. I mean, I did recently to, just because I started a new job well, and wanted to have more of a business casual attire. And I was, because I was in a very casual work environment the last few years. So I didn't have those things. But yeah, I mean, now that I have these clothes, I'm done. I guess just changing our mindset and just being grateful for what we have and just really appreciating the clothes we have and realizing that when you have less, you get more creative with what you have. Oh, yeah. And and because we really looked at our budget, it's like there's no reason for us. I was going to target at least once a month, probably more, and spending money at Starbucks since I'm at Target and looking at things and thinking, oh, I need this. I need this for our decoration for the house. And now, like, since we've been decluttering and getting rid of so many things, it's like I, I have no – I don't even want to be in Target mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to get distracted and think I need it. 
So I've been doing way, 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 way less shopping. The only stores I go to consistently are giant or some kind of organic market. (laughs) And that's the good stuff. I'll always go to giant or the organic market because that's things that we're consuming. Mm -hmm. And we want good stuff in our bodies. So yeah, definitely less shopping. And I think we've been also staying, we haven't been busy uh, saying yes to everything. We do pick and choose the events that we go to. And if we're feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. we don't have a problem with saying no. We're in that kind of the season right now where a lot of the housework needs to be done, you know, spring cleaning leading into summer. So I've been doing a lot of work out in the yard with the mulching and, and the grass and gardening and everything like that. And sometimes it's just, you, you have to say no because I'm getting old. Oh, I'm yeah. almost 40. <laughs> I'm no, but seriously, like you're only as you, old as you your wanna, mind tells you you are. The weekends are our time to, you know, to be together as a family and and, and do the things that we want to do. And yes, some nights we we do date nights, and you know, we're away from Lucille. But for the most part, it's our chance to be together for a full day and not have any distractions or anything like that. And I was one of those people where if someone invited me to a party of some sort or a gathering, I would say yes pretty quickly. Now, you know, I I, I was like, I'm not sure. And I think about it first, like, do we have anything else going on that day? Because I don't like planning more than one event a day now. I like taking my time. And I'm realizing how precious my time is, especially now that Lucille's here. So now it's like, I don't just say yes automatically. I really think about it. And I don't feel guilty when I say, you know what? I can't go, but thanks for offering. So now it's, I'm confident and I'm happy that I'm setting boundaries for just doing less. Like, I I don't need to be busy on the weekends. I don't need to fill my time doing all the things I'm invited to. So I, and I'm really enjoying like the space in our calendar. Well, and here's the other thing too. We're all adults at this point and there's no one thinking that, Oh my God, Jill's not coming to my party. That bitch. You Some know, people do think there, that way. There may be, but, but that's not our a, problem. It's I don't just, care. You know, that's, but B it probably doesn't happen as often as, as we put it played in our minds. No, you know, no. If, we, yeah, if we I feel tell guilty. somebody who, you know, that we can't make it, there's no questions asked. We create like worst case scenarios. We, we, we think do. like the worst if we do something yeah. that's different. Or you, or, or you have the fear of missing out kind of thing still, which FOMO. Can ha- yeah, it, it can happen. But, <laughs> True. you know, you have to make a decision that's best for yourself, your well-being, your family's well-being. Um, so, you know, yeah, don't be afraid to say no. Another thing is we are less busy cleaning. Oh, yeah. And I feel like not much cleaning going on. Nobody. I mean, if you like cleaning all the power to you, come on over here. You can clean. Yeah. But because we have less stuff. Because we more space followed Marie Kondo stuff with the clothes. It's just, it's just easy. it's, It's way easier to maintain our house because it's not like we have to pick up all of these pieces of furniture to vacuum around. It's, we don't have a lot of pillows anymore to move up and down. And I know some people love decorations and all the knickknacks, but I have found like we got rid of furniture. So it's like less tables, less shelves to dust. It's like, I never had this mindset Mm -hmm. of more furniture equals more things to clean. You just think I need to fill my home to make it look a certain way because you see all these magazines and, you know, Instagram posts of these beautifully, you know, curated house houses and rooms. And you think I have to make it look like I see on social media. And once I started stripping what I thought was the norm and just keeping what we actually use, it's been like transformational with the time I spend on cleaning. It's so minimal now. Well, and think of not only 
you know, social media, but if you watch HGTV or DIY, they're showing you staged houses. And you guys, everyone thinks that, oh, this is normal. They have these beautiful houses. You know, this is the everyday person with a beautiful house. It's staged and then it, it turns into whatever afterwards. So and it, I it's think crazy. Watching HGTV, especially in the shows where they're like buying homes, it almost makes you think like you have to have that stuff. Right. Like when they go looking for homes, they're like, well, I need a his or her closet. I need Jack and Jill sink. I need this. And it almost brainwashes your mind thinking like that's the norm. Like if you don't, your house doesn't have that, like. You're insufficient. There's like, very rare. There's a time that you and I are in the bathroom together <laughs> and that we need to have separate sinks. And I think we're both pretty cleanly people. So it's not like I'm a slob and you're clean or the vice versa. And, and we need separate sinks. But we always have that mindset. It's like when you see that you have to have the huge walk-in closet, you have to have the Jack and Jill. It's like your brain is trained. Like that's what you're supposed to have. And I think you need that watching less TV. And I used to love HGTV and I don't want to hate on HGTV because I do love it. It's just, I find that because I'm not watching it really anymore. I'm not craving all of the things for my house. So I'm not, I'm not buying anything. I'm not comparing myself anymore Mm -hmm. and I'm not complaining. Like we don't have this. This bathroom's not upgraded. Like I find that I'm finding way more joy in what we already have and what we own. And I think that's a huge deal for me. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Another thing I had on here was that uh, for me, um, I am less busy scrolling on Instagram, reading news stories, or just reading, just reading negative posts or people lashing out on social media. Like I don't spend, I mean, I really don't spend any time. Like as soon as I feel myself starting to scroll and just, you know, that whole thumb movement, God, I feel like we're going to have some kind of like thumb injuries <laughs> yeah, just wait down the line. 10, 10 to 15 years. It's going to be great to be a hand orthopedist. I feel like social media now is almost like, um, it's like the technology, the, the magazine on a phone. Like you're just scrolling and looking to see catchy photos or mm-hmm. just to fill the void. And I'm finding that because I'm not scrolling as much and because I'm not always looking at my phone, I'm actually less busy doing that and more I have more time to actually just look up. Well, like you're when more I'm engaged with a real life. When I'm in line, I'm not immediately, you know, looking at my phone to fill the void of time. I'm actually looking up, looking around me. Maybe, maybe have a conversation maybe, with somebody. Exactly. And I feel like we have to disconnect from technology to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like making connections with people is where like, that's where the magic happens. I just love when you're sharing an elevator with somebody. And then the first thing they do is they pull out their phone because they're scared that someone's going to have a conversation. Isn't with that you. crazy? That's crazy. That's like the norm now. It's like, as soon as you see somebody by themselves, most of the time, 80% of the time they're pulling out their phone. Yeah. It's just like, I'm trying so hard to push against that grain because I don't want Lucille seeing me looking at a box right. her whole childhood. Yeah, I don't want that either. And the engagements that I want to have are with the people that I'm in the same room with. Obviously, there's going to be some things on social media to catch up with some people. But I mean, we've even talked about it that, you know, you shouldn't even have any more than 100 friends on on any social media network. I mean, even that's kind of crazy to think about it. You should only really be friends with the people who you're actually hanging out with. Well, I think when you're on Instagram, you can connect with people like outside of your home and make really good connections there too, though. No, there, there, I mean, there is that, but I mean, are you really keeping up with 600 friends or? Oh yeah. yeah. Like yeah, that I mean, many. You're really only God. seeing 
No, 20 I, to 30 people on your, on your Instagram at and any given time. I never thought about that, but now you make me, cause I know I have a lot of friends on Instagram. I really yeah. haven't done any kind of friend. I call them friends, but you know, any kind of cleanse on who I'm connected with. And I probably should, because I think that's why what makes me scroll is because knowing all of the people that are going to pop on my feed mm-hmm. because I'm connected with, but really there's a lot of people that I, I don't, they don't bring me any meaning or value or I haven't connected with them and communicated with them at all. So you've kind of inspired me to do like an Instagram cleanse. The other problem is your friends are an algorithm too. So they're showing you who they think that you might want to see rather than who you actually want to see. So it's, it's, that That is crazy. It's insane. And the other thing I have is about social media and and then, you know, kind of leave it at that is just, you know, with the younger generations that are coming up, the, the, they said, I think the recent study was like under 24, just having so many mental health um, issues and, and dealing with depression and anxiety and stress. And a lot of it stems from what they're seeing on social media, that they don't have a certain shoe or a certain pair of clothing, or they see their friends out having a good time without them. And it's just causing so many problems. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know what the right answer is because there's a shortage of healthcare, um, behavioral healthcare professionals, and there's just more and more people who need that help, and it, it's getting to a, a, a dire point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned with with social media and, and the way that that's going, and and I think we've done a good job of being a lot more conscious about what we're consuming on there, how long we're consuming on there. I've got my timer set on there. If I'm on there for a certain amount of time, I can't get in that app for the rest of the day. And oftentimes I don't even hit those timers Mm. um, just because I've become more conscious about it. Uh, Another thing I had on here was, I don't want to know if this really kept me busy, but I mean, I think it did, especially in my professional atmosphere. I just do less lecturing. So less talking, less just giving statements, mm-hmm. directions, and I'm just trying to just listen more. You're asking questions. And just than, asking yeah. questions. And I find that you can connect on such a deeper level if you just ask more questions versus statements. And it takes a lot of willpower to like to do that because it's like you want to just say, I mean, we're all like beings that we're ego, egotistical beings. Like we want to talk about what we've learned, our experiences, and I think that's important, but I think it's almost more important to find out about people and to connect with them and to just once you know people on a deeper level and they communicate like their history or where they're from and the struggles they've had then it just opens up your heart that much more to have more empathy for so many more people and it just I feel like it's helped me to love more versus hate more if that I know it sounds cheesy but I find that the less talking I do and the more asking questions genuinely being interested it's just opened so many more doors for me like as a person and just my heart. Like I find that I'm just a kinder person because of it. I'm learning more and more stories about people that like, wow, that's the reason why you're this way. And it's like finding the root cause of so many more issues that we just see on the, you know, the surface, especially with kids. It's like, oh, you know, they have an issue with this. Oh, you know, it's, it's not just with kids, it's with adults too. Like we just make judgments. So I'm like judging less because of me just asking more questions about people's lives. And it's unfortunate because we're in a society now where we judge all the time and don't get to the root cause of why people think the same way. And what I'm thinking is more is just kind of politics and everything like that. People feel very strongly with politics and they want to almost lecture or, you know, argue their points, but never try to understand why somebody thinks the way that they think. And 
it might be that they're scared that they might have thought what they, you know, what they thought all along is wrong, or it just might be that they're very passionate about it. But yeah. there is no dialogue anymore when it comes to, to politics. And I mean, even just in general, again, you know, people looking down at the phones and, and not really trying to get to know people. And guys, I mean, it's, it's all about human connection. And you're not connecting with a human with your phone. There, there might be a human on the other end of that phone, but it's not the same thing as having a conversation with somebody and really trying to get to know somebody. So again, I, I know we're probably, um, you know, just beating it until you're blue in the face, but, you know, put the phone down and, and, and talk to somebody. Yeah, because it, it's really been hard to like detrain ourselves from doing that, but I've seen so many benefits personally, professionally, just in my life. And I'm excited to model that behavior for Lucille, especially since, you know, she's going to be around us for a very long yeah, time. <laughs> a long time. Yeah. All right. So any resources you got today? I do. I found this blog post that the title is busy versus productive seven tips to be productive and not busy. Cool. And it's by Celestine Chua. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and we will tag this blog. Um, we will put the blog post in the show notes. I'm not going to say all seven, but there were some that I wanted to share. Sure. One of the tips for um, just to be more productive and not busy. Uh, busy people work hard. Productive people work hard and work smart. Mm -hmm. So it talked about how busy people have really great work, work ethics, which is why they are always busy. And the problem is not that they don't work hard, but that they don't work smart. So here are questions for the whoever's the readers. It just talks about what tasks are you working on and are these tasks necessary? Could you find a better way to do things? Can you improve your approach to 10 times your productivity? So realize, just really looking at why are you doing it and is there a better way to do it? Right. Instead of just going through the motions. Question. Questioning, yes. Yep. Another tip they had was that Busy people let other people set their direction. Productive people set their direction mm -hmm. and evaluate their progress against this direction. So even though society is trying to sell us on a certain path or telling us this is the right choice, it doesn't mean that it's right for us. And I think it's up to us to you know, know that the social media may portray certain things or try to sell us certain ways or companies may say like, you know, just make us think that's the norm. And it's up to right. us to really question, like, is that the norm? Is that what's right for me? Or is it just someone trying to sell me something? Exactly. <laughs> um, another tip was busy people say yes to everything. Productive people say yes and no choicefully. Busy people never say no. They say yes to everything. And as a result, they fill their schedules with things that keep them busy, but don't change their life. Right which I think we're getting really good at doing. And it takes a lot of very, practice. It, it takes a lot of hard work and we've gotten much, much better at that. But I totally resonate with that. Setting boundaries is like self-help, like self-care. Like you need to set your own boundaries. No one's going to set your own boundaries for you. You can only do it yourself. And another tip, this is the last one, is that busy people jump onto every trend and fad. Yes. Productive people evaluate the pros and cons before they do something. So they think about questions like, how is this going to help me in my life? Like, mm -hmm. what are the pros and cons if I do this or if I buy this? And just really dissecting. Is this something I really need or is this just something I want? So I think, again, it's like, I think we're always quick to do the simple thing, which is buy or react. And instead, like, stop and think. Stop and think. Maybe 
before you do anything, give yourself 24 hours. Like, I'm really going to think about this before I just instantly impulsively buy or do something or commit to something. Like, give yourself a window of time to really ponder, like, is this really going to just really going to make me happy and add value to my life? Or is this just something I'm doing just because it's impulsive and I just want to do it? There almost needs to be like a, a Chrome extension or an app that if you're at on like shopping on Amazon or something like that and you hit the buy button, it doesn't process it for 24 hours because it gives you like something oh. to, to like really think about what you're what you're doing there. You There's just, probably something out there like that. But babe. if you're a developer, <laughs> run with that idea. No, but that's good. I really think <laughs> we all need more wait time. We're so instinctly yeah, to yeah, no, we, do things quickly. And I think we really need to I mean, wait. Hell, on Amazon, you can get... You can hit one button and it's, it's buy now and it, it just runs everything. Like it doesn't even give you a chance to think. It doesn't say, oh, put this in the cart. Oh, do you put in your address or anything? Like it's basically buy now and then it's on its way to your house the next day. So Amazon should have a button that says, I'm going to think about it for a day yeah. or two. Well, that's that's the wish list. But I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, goodness, I, I, I want there to actually be some kind of thing that when you hit that buy button, it says, okay, we will process this in 24 hours and you have 24 hours to cancel on this. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So, ready to get in the quote of the day? I am. Let's do it. All right. This quote is by Kathy Gottberg, and I feel like I never research who these people are. (laughs) So, she could be somebody I've seen or heard, and I have no idea. But I could really resonate with this quote. Real luxury is not working like a maniac to take an expensive vacation. It is living a life you enjoy every day. Yes. I love that. I feel like we are always looking for the next best thing or looking for the next big trip. But really, we should be so excited to just live every day and making every day what we want it to be, making it a vacation. And we itself. talk about this every day. It's like, you know, I think we talked about it, about like the, the holidays episodes and, and things like that with Mother's Day and all that stuff. It's like every day should be Mother's Day. Every day should be Father's Day. Every day should be Valentine's Day. Let's celebrate us every day. Can you imagine how much, like, I mean, life is so much happier when you have that mindset and you actually do it. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. (laughs) I think, uh, I think somebody's downstairs playing the piano. Oh, Lucille. Maybe. Randy's such a good babysitter. She's a great babysitter. (laughs) But anything else, Jilly? That's it for tonight. Well, we want to thank you all for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Take a, a screenshot and put it out there on Instagram for us. And we will talk to you guys next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you liked today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com. And that's chaos with a K. Or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.